Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or whatever time it is where you are. This is Help Sheffield podcast, episode number 16. And today we have me, Elf1, and him, Elf2. Hello. Hello. Uh, that's, that's all he does for most of the podcast. He just says hello at the start. It's only because I'm normally in, and you, you just edit me out all the time. Um, <laughs> we're just doing it because we're using your Zoom, so that's how you're here. Anyway, we'll crack on. We have a guest, as usual. Uh, that seems to be the way with these podcasts these days. And our guest is a man called? Paul Stinson. And Paul, what do you do? And what's brought you to our attention to put you on our little podcast here today? I, I run the company Hoverloft Limited and I do videography and photography, but mainly using drones. Okay. Predominantly Sheffield-based or are you? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm Sheffield-based, yeah, but I'll, I'll work... Well, I work anywhere in the world. I was going to say nationally, but internationally, if someone's going to pay <laughs> me, a, you know, there's <laughs> a gig you're going. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so I met Paul fairly recently at one of the Help Sheffield events that I put on um, a Twitter meetup, which was a rather obscure affair, as they tend to be mm. when I put these things on. Um, but I suggested Paul come on to the podcast and tell us about his business. So how long have you been running, Paul? Um, since 2018, but uh, I've been drone flying before then for about a year as well. So yeah, it's just good fun. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a business that you enjoy. Yeah, yeah. It's well, it's hobby turned to a business when I got made redundant at the at the last job I was in. Okay, so that's well, basically what anybody wants into a business yeah, they enjoy. Yeah. I imagine lots of people during lockdown are finding out that they're not in a business that they enjoy. And thinking, <sighs> yeah, yeah. Just... I mean, through lockdown, I've I've been keeping busy as well. I've been in the garden flying my drone i've been filming you're going to think this is stupid now but i've been filming my little uh, dungeons and dragons lead figures doing a little dungeons and dragons story with, not from a drone though uh, not with well I've, I've taken one shot with a drone yeah one one of the guys gets teleported out into the middle of nowhere so i did a, a little drone shot of him from a <laughs> distance away <laughs> I, I thought you were actually going to say you'd taken some videos of one drone with the other drone no i could do couldn't i <laughs> I should have thought of that maybe i'll do that next. thinking of you know during yeah. lockdown <laughs> so we need to get out more for sure so <laughs> i think a lot of people so basically for people who are uninitiated in the world of drones paul give us an indication of what it is that you use and what it can do and what it can't do and oh, how you use it i suppose they're bloody marvelous can i say <laughs> bloody um I use a Phantom 4. I'm looking down on the floor at it because it's just beside me, but that, that doesn't help really on a podcast, does it? I use a DJI Phantom 4, and um, it's so stable when it flies. It, uh, it's got four propellers, and the, the two on uh, diagonally opposite ones rotate in different directions to the other two diagonally opposite ones, uh, so it doesn't spin around itself. And then uh, it changes the speed of each of those motors depending on its positioning it gets from satellites and from its altitude and from and the wind blowing and everything so it always stays absolutely still in the air while the rotors are running it's amazing i think the question that comes to mind for me is how high can it go and still be in control i don't know why that's come to mind but that's legally, legally legally drones okay. um can fly up to 400 feet okay if you get permission from the civil aviation authority and you make some changes to your drone you they can fly higher but uh, i've never gone over 400 feet and I've, I've never had a need to either so i suppose what people might be thinking is you've got a drone how does that become a business so obviously you can film from it so mm -hmm. what business applications does it apply to 
Uh, well, you you must have seen it on the TV everywhere. I mean, if you've seen Bob Mortimer uh, and um, oh god, what's his other guy? The Fishing Program. Oh yeah, seen, um, yeah. Paul Whitehouse. Paul Whitehouse. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no, I, I just loved that because it was full of drone shots and it was just so peaceful. So you've got the videography, the cinematography stuff you can do with it, and you can take photos for estate agents and things like that because it, it's basically big things you want to take photos of. But also, every, because I mentioned the drone is always co constantly in contact with satellites and knows its altitude, each one of those images is geotagged. So okay. you can use a drone to do a survey. So there's some special software you can get, some third-party software. You put it on your drone. You tell it you want to do a survey of a house, let's say, and yeah. it'll take hundreds and hundreds of photographs as it flies around the house and around the sides, over the top, at different heights and everything. And then you send that to um, the cloud, all those images, and yeah. then it puts together these images in a 3D model. So then you can take that 3D model, have a look at it, do measurements of how big the roof is, uh, measurements of how deep a hole is, how, what volume things are, the, the whole lot. It's amazing. <laughs> so, so the applications that you're sort of seeing and looking for customers, well, I don't know if you are looking for customers, I've just made that assumption. Um, <laughs> Always. You, so you'd be sort of um, estate agents? Builders, yeah, estate agents, construction. Um, and at, at the end of this month, I've got um, a job at a campsite. So okay. they want they want some images of their campsite and their lodges. So I'm going to be flying around outside, and then also I'm going to fly the little drone into inside the lodges as well, just to have a look around. So okay, yeah. and sort of mixing that together as a, a single drone shot, opening the door and sneaking in. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Thing. Well, okay. luckily I'm not having to edit that one. I'm just going to give that over to a um, an agency who, who are doing that. They've just contacted me in to do the the drone shots, and they just want the raw footage. So were you in videography or cinematography before you got made redundant then, before you got into I was a communications manager. And I was a communications manager for a big multinational company. So I used to get in people to do video and uh, drone videos of the manufacturing site I worked at. And that's where I got the interest, actually. Um, so it's all self-taught. but uh, and, and every day is a school day, of course. So I'm always learning. Um, and I really enjoy it. That's the thing. So, yeah, go on, L2. No, I was just going to say, um, you know, the, I, I've had a little bit of experience uh, with one of the DJI drones that I borrowed mm -hmm. from a friend uh, when I went traveling around Ireland a couple of years ago. And the last time I used a drone was one of these quite cheap ones that you get from, you know, like Curry's or, you know, wherever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember them sort of being like quite fun in the living room or something like that yeah. indoors. And then as soon as you stick it outside, it just blows away. It just doesn't do anything. Yeah. The spin around on the spot. This friend of mine said, you're going snowboarding. Do you want to borrow my drone? And I thought, sounds like a good idea, but I just didn't have high expectations at all. And I thought, I don't really want to do that on a mountain, you know, snow, losing it, it blowing away, all this kind of stuff. Which so we, I never bothered doing it. But then when I went to Ireland, I thought we were traveling all around the uh, West Coast. And I thought, it's going to be all rural. Be a great place to try it, I guess. So I borrowed it off him, and it was absolutely amazing. I could not believe, even in quite strong winds, I think we had 15 mile an hour winds one night, and it mm. just stayed perfectly still wherever you put it. It is uh, pretty good, it, yeah. It was absolutely amazing. After that, I was a bit too scared to take it snowboarding yeah. <laughs> and make it, make it follow me in case I went through a tree. 
Yes, yeah, because you can do that with them, can't you? With the Mavic, um, you can do the follow me thing. So you, you just look at it through the screen and uh, you, you click on the, um, oh, what is it called? The quick shot mode called follow me. And it, it does a little box around what it thinks you want to follow. And you click on it and then start running or snowboarding or whatever. And it just follows you and films you and keeps you in the middle of the shot. Have you, have you done that? Have you tried that out, Paul? I have, yeah. Um, if you look on um, my YouTube channel, so if you look on Hoverloft, uh, YouTube Hoverloft, there's uh, a video on there of when we went to Mull in Scotland, the Isle of Mull. Yeah. And we went in the camper van. And, and I took the drone out and I made it follow the camper van as we were driving around the island. Obviously, pretty slowly because I think my drone can go up to about thirty miles an hour. So we can't, okay. you can't go on a motorway really with that one. But I've seen yeah. that; it looks very nice. Because mm. I, I think, I think the more they've come into the mainstream, haven't they? Like you're saying in um, the TV, uh, previously that would have been a helicopter job, yeah, cost a shed load of money to get you um, those sorts of shots. But now a, a drone's good enough quality and stability to be able to yeah. get that sort of thing going. And, and also cranes as well. Cranes have been not being used as much now because you can a drone is a lot cheaper than using a crane or a cherry picker to put a camera on so and particularly then, things like uh, dji's site regarding like car chase scenes where mm. historically you'd have had a massive big crane on top yeah, of the car on top of a van or something and a yeah. cameraman on it basically on on the end of that and and now you know with their sort of professional uh, high-end series you know you can have mm. the big cinematography 4k cameras just yeah flat, easily keeping up with a with a with a car and Things They're like amazing, that. aren't they? Amazing. And you can these uh, the bigger drones that you use for the cinema for cinematography work, like I think a Matrice Matrice four hundred, I think one of them is, and another one, the Inspire two, I think as well. You can get they've got six rotors on them, so they've got quite a good lift on them, and you can put the camera that you're actually using to film on the ground. You can use the same camera to fly around with, and that's something that some of the big name directors want they always want the same camera throughout the whole all of the shots because you always get variations from camera to camera so i'm detecting there paul that you're um, you're not a native to sheffield i try and bring it back to sheffield because this is a help sheffield podcast <laughs> so. Is, yeah. um yeah. so you i detect you're from the northeast in fact you told mm-hmm. me that when i met you before yeah. so um how long you've been in sheffield and what what do you think to the city and what's how's it going and uh, um, what sort of, I don't know, impressions did you have before you got here and now you've got here? I like to ask these kind of things. And how long have you been here? Oh, God, there's so many questions. Right. <laughs> um, <clears throat> let me go through them one by one and remind me if I forget them because, you know, I do. I've forgotten them already, so that's going to be a full hope. <laughs> <laughs> right. When did I move to Sheffield? Now, that will have been uh, 2018. June the 1st, 2018 is when I actually moved here. Um, but I was visiting here every weekend or so um, to see my girlfriend, whose house I live in now. <laughs> um, but I met uh, it, this my girlfriend, Karen. I've been with her for, well, it'll be three years now. But um, I first started chatting with her on Facebook because she's an old school friend. She, used, she was in the year younger than me at school, or maybe two years, year younger, I think. Um, and so she's in the same groups as me and, you know, I see her post and I made friends with her. And then she, she was just mentioned that she was going to a, a gig for um, a charlatan's gig. And then, and that was in the Northeast and she was living in Sheffield. And I said, Oh, I'll come. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> you know, I'm not far away from, uh, I think it was Scarborough actually. I'm not far away from Scarborough. I could get there. 
and then we, we started chatting and uh, then I saw her surname being mentioned on um, a festival group talk chat thing and then uh, I mentioned this to her and she said oh that's my ex-husband and I thought oh ex-husband <laughs> <laughs> and I said well I'm going to that festival uh, without my ex-wife this <laughs> <laughs> has got a bit more personal than I intended but um, <laughs> please carry on <laughs> so you moved two years ago um, yeah so, so I'm just I'm just curious I'm just nosy about what people think of Sheffield when they're not when they're it's lovely <laughs> yes. I mean Correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there must be awful places in Sheffield and there must be awful people in Sheffield. There must be. It stands to reason. But I've never met an awful person in Sheffield and I've never been to an awful place in Sheffield in the two years I've been here. Three, two, two years I've been two here. Years. Two years. Yeah, yeah. I can go with that. So with your business then, just to get back mm-hmm. to that, I'd just like to know about the Sheffield thing. I'm just a bit nearly nosy. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've obviously worked with clients and you've done construction stuff so far is there any sort of field that you want to get into is there the, uh, to be to be honest from what you were saying there i'm just thinking sport just finds people want oh, to yeah. watch people go downhill on a mountain bike or the new ski yeah. village or that kind of thing that'd be good um, yeah i'd like to do some of that but mainly my passion is uh, film i'd love to do um, i'd love to do horror films actually <laughs> oh there's, there's a heck of a lot of filmmakers in sheffield i don't oh, know there is yeah good they are or what they do have you linked up with anybody is anybody um i've joined a few facebook groups but i've not actually put my head above the parapet or anything yet okay we can um, try and have a look see if we can get you yeah in if anyone wants film. me to do some drone stuff or a film that'd be great oh it'd be yeah. cracking wouldn't it a nice horror film with a with a yeah. little wood chasing through the woods yeah <laughs> try not to hit trees um yeah trees are a burn god yeah i can imagine um i bet the drone I, I presume it detects things and avoids them. How, how does that it work? does, yeah, it does. But um, it, it can detect below, behind, in front, and at the sides. And it, if, and it has to be something solid. But if you just fly in very close to a tree and you just clip one of the twigs, that yeah. can be it and it'll fall out of the tree. And, fall, and it, you know, it can be quite high up and Ooh. take significant damage <laughs> when it lands. <laughs> yeah, not ideal, I can imagine. No. Um, so, yeah, so we can certainly try and put you out there um, and mention that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, is there anything else you'd like to sort of mention to the, the listening audience? That I've sort of, um... Um, well, I've got, um, they, they can look at my social sites. My, okay. I've, I've already mentioned YouTube, haven't I? Yeah, I've got um, at Hoveloft. Go on, what, sorry? I was going to say that I'm probably be the best for getting the full impression of what you're doing. Yeah, it is, yeah, because... Uh, I mean, that, that's only videos that I've made personally for myself, really, mainly, because um, if you make something for a client, it's theirs, isn't it? At yeah. the end. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I've made that's on there. And then I've got my Facebook and my Twitter and my Instagram. And all of them just look up Hoverloft and it's H-O-V-A-L-O-F-T. It's like hover and a loft put together. <laughs> like no, that was no than hover. Yeah, hover. <laughs> Um, okay, so we can do that. Um, what else was I going to say? Uh, can't remember. Well, I was going to ask oh, about interesting things, interesting things that you've uh, that you've done with the drone, like you know, for clients and things like that. Mm. You know, what any, any obscure things that you've been asked to do? Not really. I'm, I'm afraid to say, not an awful lot of obscure stuff. I filmed a, a bath manufacturing factory. <laughs> you know, it's, it's things like that. I did um, Sheffield Urban X in 2018, which is um, 
uh, around at the Olympic Legacy Park, oh, yeah. where it is cycling really, and they just go on and off the road. Um, yeah, nothing. Nothing stands out as being um, amazing and exciting, other than have, the stuff I just do for myself. Is there a lot? Of, is there, are there many businesses in Sheffield doing the same thing? Because I, I don't know if I'm. I think there's a, another Sheffield drone company, and and I know there's one in in Chesterfield as well. Because I've actually met the guy. Okay, well, I just wondered um, if you were like you're quite a unique provider of a service that um, people don't sort of think of when they're making films. Um, well, it's different ways of marketing, different things, isn't mm. it? Obviously, if you can get that. I keep sort of pushing on the old Twitter about unique content. If you're trying to do something different with your business to promote it, it doesn't really matter what the business is. But there's, if there's not many people doing drone shots of your, even your cafe or whatever, just mm. just a new angle, literally a new angle. Yeah, that's um, right. Of how to get that out there. So there's certainly um, some, um, you know, cinematography companies that have drones at their disposal, but they don't necessarily specialise in that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then I wouldn't mind subcontracting to one of those companies. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, if if that's an area that you specialise in, it makes sense that you can push your services to these sort of people. Yeah, yeah. I maybe need to get one of those uh, bigger drones. I mean, the one I've got now can do 4K at 60 frames a second, and that's what I generally film everything at because it's it's, it's quality, it's isn't it? high quality. Yeah, we've seen a video that you've not released yet, so we won't go into too much detail. Hmm. Um, can I mention it though? Yeah, yeah, of course you can. Okay, about basically the quiet streets of Sheffield during COVID lockdown. Yeah, and uh, there's nothing going on much. Um, well, I did to... film it between five and six in the morning as well. Oh, even better. That might be yeah. quiet-ish on most days, but uh, was it yesterday you said you'd done that? Yeah, particularly quiet. Mm. So yeah, I bet, there, I bet there's a nice, uh, nice hue as well from the uh, sunrise and stuff. Like yeah, that as yeah. Well. I mean, I did. The, the video you just saw, I did change the colours a little bit just to make it even more golden than it was. But it was, it did look beautiful anyway. And, it, yeah, and I think, I think without us driving around so much and travelling to work mm -hmm. and everything, I think the atmosphere is different, isn't it? I'm sure I've seen that the sky looks a lot bluer now. I've never seen so many clear skies. I don't. Yeah. Think. Um, whether that's because I just keep going outside wondering when I'll be able to leave my house <laughs> again or not, I don't know. <laughs> I think I read somewhere that the pollution worldwide has gone down 8% during lockdown. Oh. Um, so I don't know what that equates to or what, but, you know. Yeah, and I, I think I think that's made people realise that how quick that, that can change as well when people either put their mind to it or have no choice. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've noticed when I'm filming um, after it's rained, if you've got a nice sunny day after it's rained, then you've got a really good clear view because... Um, all the dust and um, all the floaty stuff in the atmosphere has all come down and gone into the rivers or whatever. So, yeah, you've usually got a nice clear day after rain. Okay, doke. Um, I don't know if anybody wants to add anything else, but I do want to mention just because it's the podcast that I create, so I'll, I'll throw it in there. I've launched the Big Sheffield Raffle today, uh, completely on a side note from the podcast, but I thought I'd throw it in. If anyone's listening to this before the 31st of May, then there is a, a raffle online that I've promoted on Twitter and Facebook that's got 28 prizes on, mainly from Sheffield independent businesses. Um, so if you want to buy a ticket, there's links all over Twitter and soon hopefully Facebook if someone else is putting it on there. Um, and all the proceeds are going back to independent charities. Thought I'd drop that in there. Um, do you have any final words, Paul? I think we'll... No, I don't think so. Right, okay. Have you got any final words, Elf2? Uh, not so much final words, got a final question. 
Okay, go on. Yeah, so so I was I was actually going to ask about have you, have you thought about doing anything along the lines of time lapses? I assume oh, yeah. that given a lot of these drones have got GPS technology, you mm. can more or less plan a flight path that you could repeat. Yeah. So I'm thinking of things that are under well, maybe not right at the moment, but things that were under construction before lockdown and will hopefully continue afterwards, like the ski village and things like that maybe mm -hmm. thought about possibly doing some time lapse aerial yeah i would love to yeah i've not had the chance to to do it but yeah it, it is something that you can do with the drone because it, it knows where it is all the time um so yeah you just do a series of flights one every month or something like that and then stitch it all together oh you could have wonder if you'd been able to see the pollution before and after yeah <laughs> oh, yeah. hindsight, isn't it? <laughs> that's a that's a lovely picture you paint. A, a time lapse of Sheffield returning from lockdown and the increasing pollution. <laughs> if you'd done it from eighteen sixty two, it'd be great, great smoggy. And then yeah. um, now it's relatively clear, I imagine, compared to eighteen sixty two. So you know. Yeah. Just a shame drones weren't around. Well actually um, the first drone was uh, Nikolai Tesla. He made the first drone. And that was... Um, Did he really? Yeah, but it was a boat. It was a... It, it, when you talk about drone, it's an unmanned vehicle. Mm. So it was a, this was a radio-controlled boat that he, he tried in a New York pond. So, yeah, that was wow. the first one. So that must, have, that must have been quite a while ago then, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't got the numbers right in front of me, the dates, but I, I, I remember it was Nikolai Tesla who'd done it. Oh, very good. Does he do the cars as well, or not someone else's? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being silly there. You are, yeah. He just does the spaceships. <laughs> His brother does the cars. Yeah. <laughs> Tesla twins. Aye. That then. That then there, Twesla twins even, can't even speak. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm, I think I've said this three times now. Yeah, you can go on. You're trying to wind it up, because I don't know. I don't know if... Um, I think previous podcasts we've ended up doing about an hour and 20 minutes and then it's a heck of a job to chop it down. So I think if you yeah. put your words in there, then it's easier to just go, right, that's us done. And we'll I'm, I'm not a big talker anyway. So, <laughs> straight to the point. <laughs> no problem. Right then, um, if that's it from L2 and Paul, thank you very much. Just yeah. go through your um, social media channels again, Paul. Just Paul, just okay. so people can um, find yeah. you. Basically, just do a search for Hoverloft, H-O-V-A-L-O-F-T. So the Twitter is at Hoverloft, the Instagram is at Hoverloft, Facebook slash Hoverloft, you know, it's it's quite easy. And nobody's got the name Hoverloft because I made it up. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> it was freely available for me. Well, that's, that's how it works in this marketing world. That's what people yeah. don't do. That's why you see... Like band names with silly letters in, isn't it? So they can find them on Google, like churches has got a V in it. Yeah. It makes sense. Right. Mm. Okie doke. Um, I think that might be actually it, this one. All right. So we'll, then, yeah. um, we'll call that a day if you want to pause that there, Mr. Um, Mr. Elf2. What about goodbyes? Not? You haven't oh, said any goodbye. You haven't said oh, any goodbyes yet. Oh, sorry. I'll come back to say goodbye then. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> goodbye, Paul. You can stay goodbye. on and talk about something if you want to. And then goodbye, Elf2. Yeah. yeah, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye, elves. Bye.